0: Today's episode is sponsored by the Christian Standard Bible. The goal of the CSB is to be faithful to the original languages without sacrificing clarity, all the while maintaining both accuracy and readability. With beautiful designs and multiple study Bible options, everyone, from adults to teens to children, could find a CSB Bible that they enjoy. Learn more at csbible.com.
1: Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde. And Christian Fuller. (laughs) And on today's episode of Real Talk Christian Podcast, we are talking about sin, and not specifically just sin in general, but asking the question, are some sins worse than others? Christian, are you ready? Timothy, I am. Let's go. (laughs) Let's go.
0: Bro, why are you always playing? I had to call us both out. Oh, goodness. So I was,
1: that legitimate I don't know why that threw me off, but it did. You were like, oh,
0: oh man. Well, I, I had this <laughs> second. You, you have thought about restarting at that point, didn't you?
1: No, because, you just got to roll with it. Okay, it's so. real talk. You know, we're we're still here. We're still yep. at my mom's house. We we couldn't find the cat before, like during the whole last episode, which people should know. If if you're a long-time listener, you've known that I have I had a cat for a long time. Well, we rehomed him because he could not handle my seven children. Yeah. So he's now living with my mama. mama. And and we were like at the end of the first episode, we were like, "Where is this cat? We've been here for like an hour and a half, 2 never hours and we never saw him." And when he was at our house, he was always trying to jump on. He loved you. He, he was still does. T- he was just over here rubbing he on my leg. Like he was always rubbing on your leg, biting our cores. Oh, yeah. He would even be down there swatting at him, And yep. we're like, Where, where's this cat, dude?
0: And I opened a closet and he jumped at me. So. And then we talked about how we haven't featured Celery for a long time. So. Yep.
1: So Celery's back in studio. But people Kinda are studio.
0: people are probably wondering why I called you Timothy. No, no one knows. So, Mark's real name is Timothy Mark Well, Hyde. Well, let's say my, Mark is a real name. His his real
1: birth certificate name... There you go. ...is Timothy Mark Hyde. So, which most people don't realize this. If you look at any of my social handles, every single Everything one is... Everything says Mark. I've No, 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 no. Not social. If you look at all of my social... Is that like Timothy? It, it says, no, no. It says T-Mark Hyde. Every... Like LinkedIn, Facebook, oh. and Instagram, it's always forward slash T-Mark Hyde. And the reason was is because there was not a T-Mark Hyde like... I don't know. Five, six years. (laughs) Uh, Maybe even longer than that. There was, because everyone was like, oh, Mark Hyde 00. Like you had to put numbers or redo weird things. And I'm like, no. So I did T Mark Hyde, and that was available. So that's what I did all across across the board for social media. Now, if you just look up Mark Hyde with Mark with a C, you'll find it. Yeah, M A R C. But my business, official business name is Mark Hyde
0: Creative. Yeah. So, but Mark doesn't go by Timothy. No. But recently purchased a vehicle and boop, it was, boop. it was all over Facebook because that's what they put on Facebook. And people are <laughs>
1: cracking up.
0: They're like, Hey, Timothy, Mark they're like, good job, Timothy for buying
1: your See, car. I'm like, that's just I've, my, th- yeah. I've known
0: for years that that's your first name. It's but weird I seeing just, it. I just never say it, and I've always known you as Mark, so that's just what we roll with. And so I was like, well, if I'm going to call Mark out, I'm going to call myself out because my real first name is Christian, not Chris. But I've, I've gone by Chris my whole life. So. And on this show, people know you as Fuller. Fuller. Yeah, it's just Fuller. So I wanted to throw you off a little bit, and then I was going to, you know, I got a jab on the Timothy a little bit. And there you go. You so know, so every you
1: single show note we've ever done, it. Uh, I think even the first one, it doesn't say Mark and Chris. It's, it's Mark, Mark and, and Fuller. Fuller. Yeah, I know. And when people leave us reviews, Views like the last review we read it said Martin Fuller. Fuller. Now, um, Tabasco Girlie, we we, we got to have a little conversation though. We do. Because you you spelled my name with a K.
0: But that's okay. In, I forgive you. In Tabasco's <laughs> defense though. In Tabasco in, in Why would not you defense. say the full handle though, bro? In Tabasco's defense. In Tabasco's, <laughs> in defense. Tabasco's- uh, most people spell Mark with a K, not with a C. That is true. So,
1: so you know how many times people go, is your name Marcus? It's like, no, it's just Mark. I don't know. I call but you Marcus Aurelius. That's, <laughs> that's true. That's true. But it is, Um, and you can't, if you call me Marky or if I ever write like, like Marky Mark, you can't write it with a C because then it says Marcy. Right. And that's not okay. Right. But. Well, I
0: mean, <laughs> it could be. Come
1: on, bro. You do have that girlish Come figure. on, bro. <laughs> It's my, uh. curls. it's my curly hair, but um, goodness, I don't even know where to come out of that, but <laughs> either way, yes, my name is Timothy Mark Hyde. Now, it's spelled, Mark. It's, just, it's spelled the French way, and my mom, my dad's middle name was Sean, and it was spelled S-E-A-N, and so when mm-hmm. they chose my middle name, they were like, let's make it a little different, just like yours. So not only do I not go by my first name, my second name is not spelled
0: normal, so it's like, thanks, mom. Yeah. Love you. <laughs> I don't know why you don't go by Tim. My dad did. I, I know, but I don't know why you don't. Because my dad was Tim. You could have been Timmy. No, my mom did not. She, that's what she said. She didn't want me to... Look, to, look it's tiny Tim over here. And, Timmy, and Timmy. So <laughs> this is actually
1: really cool. So my cousin, my uncle's... Well, obviously my uncle's son. So my dad was just him and his brother. They, uh, My dad died when I was 10 from a car accident. Right. My uncle died when my cousin was 10 mm. from cancer. And so they actually named him Timmy. Mm. So Timothy. So he's also my dad's namesake. And they call him Timmy. Whereas my son Elliot, his middle name is Michael, a namesake to my uncle who passed mm-hmm. away right before Elliot was born. So it's kind of like a, guys, I don't know, a weird cool cousin thing, you know? Like you guys just are linked in. <laughs>
0: Sorry, that was a bad dad joke. <laughs>
1: but, anyways, that back. was awful. I'm like, back for another episode. <laughs> Goodness, we talked about some
0: reviews. I'm going to read one
1: from Facebook. We, we can't do read. I'm so excited. Dude, i want to do reviews and then we do the down. other thing.
0: We have a system here. Don't buck the system. Okay, Ryan. Hey Kelly, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't think I was gonna get that right away. I was did you? hoping. <laughs> I was, I was, I'm like, I'm just gonna look at my phone, and he won't even notice. And so, the would you rather? Oh, we got to do the would you rather, dude. And we still got to talk about the coffee because it's a local, another local coffee. I just went so out of order. You were just like, bam, funny. review, and it's like, wait a second. Well, because this one,
1: this was another one that came Slowed in down. today. These are two that okay. came in today. So
0: down i'm so excited whoa i'm not karen calm down karens are never this excited go ahead calm down karen anyways would you rather get up right now and run a mile or wait till tomorrow and run three miles run a mile right now right now yeah do it right now bye (laughs) (laughs) i think i'm with you run a mile i have a story
1: that i can't really tell you on air i'll tell you when we're off the air and because i there was something like that and my and it was like what would you do for a dollar
0: and i said what i would do And he slapped it on the table and said go and I, and I did it. Wow! I drank um, baking soda and vinegar. It was a science experience. Did your stomach class. explode? About, just about, but I did it for a five dollar bill. That I, that's worth it though for five bucks. And then I went to McDonald's and got me a meal. Hey, after class. Honestly, let's be honest.
1: I'd probably do that for a quarter. Let's just be honest. All right. Eh, maybe a dollar. I do it for a dollar. So we're going to do one more.
0: Would you rather? Okay. Fast, okay. Right? So
1: that was a very, you as well. You'd rather go run yes, a mile right si- now.
0: And 66% agree with us. 34% said that. Wow. To some on. people are go getters. They're probably thinking tomorrow is always tomorrow. It's I'm never thinking today. I'm, a, I'm thinking I'm a fat kid. I couldn't make it three miles right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a mile or two die. Two podcasts <laughs> up, two podcasts <laughs> down. i calling yourself a fat kid. <laughs> All right. So uh, would you rather be a meter taller or a meter shorter? D- d- What's a meter?
1: Isn't like it, the All been, of
0: our <laughs> European
1: listeners in South Africa are than, laughing at us. It's, it's longer so hard. than a
0: yard. It is longer than a yard. So, so a
1: three feet taller, three feet short. Yo, so let's just
0: say a yard. We'll just call it a yard. So, so, so it that would make all of me our...
1: eight foot like tenish, <laughs> eight foot nine-ish. Yo,
0: let's go. I want to do that, bro. I'd rather have short short girl problems. I'd be I'd be a yard shorter. Make me a dwarf. That would you would <laughs> legit be a. I'd be three foot three if I want a yard shorter yo bro i'd be like two foot nine two foot <laughs> ten depending on how, how, <laughs> ten how big my hair is side be shorter note. than my kids side note all right my son is three weeks away from turning two right he's wearing he's four, three weeks away from wearing wait wait wait, wait. from he's, being two wow he is wearing four t pajamas he's not even two <laughs> yet four t pajamas oh a chunk he's not even a chunk he's just solid. solid he's just tall it's like lucy he's like yeah. as big as his sisters are i'm like dude what the heck and legit if you don't if, if you don't believe that he's strong right just stout he's just stout and strong he takes five gallon jugs of water and he tips them over and he like drags them across the floor those suckers are f- five gallons times eight pounds per gallon that's 40 pounds stupid heavy He's he's 40, dragging pounds. 40 he's pounds just Throwing them everywhere like they're nothing. You gotta get that kid. Picks football. up. He picks up chairs and moves chairs at two years old. The kid's a beast. How did Janiel deal with that? He, we we have a hard time. Let's just put it <laughs> that way. Like he is strong. Like even when I'm disciplining him and like just trying to hold him and he's squirming and trying. To, oh man, it takes my strength to hold him. That he is just, unreal. He just muscle. Just muscle. It's crazy. And we don't do anything different but feed him. <laughs> He, do, kid loves food just like a dad. And does
1: Janiel still hold him all the time? Oh yeah, we still hold him. Okay, so have you seen this uh it, there was an Instagram video that came out. I sent it to Joe and Kimberly this morning of this, like uh, it's wise making fun of husbands where it's like he he just like and he's sad and he just needs to be held. And it, so it's like this husband's like clinging onto this, his wife like like a hug, and she's <laughs> vacuuming and doing the dishes and so doing you groceries. And what? You and Beth. You No, I was going to say I want to see I want to see a video you're of hanging on to you Beth. just like doing the bachelor bachelorette like hug the the run jump and you like put your legs around her and she has to like walk around and carry you around the house. I want to see a video of Janiel doing that.
0: It would kill her. Not
1: a back, not not like a piggyback ride, yeah, but I around would, the other way. I'd crush her. That's what I'm saying. But but Shiloh's so big; she probably got the mummy muscles, though. She probably does. Those mummy muscles are unreal. Dude, I'm 291 pounds. That's, Shiloh ain't 291. That, that's pounds. That's
0: a big difference. <laughs> Anyways, I let's talk it. about the coffee. I know you're. I oh, do the review. Love the review. <laughs> All right. So, what coffee uh, are we drinking tonight, Mark? So, this
1: is another local one. In uh, fact, your brother knows the owner really well. Mm-hmm. So, I actually, fun fact, bought this at the zoo. I did not buy this at really? Jack's or any other place. So this is called Important Joe's, mm-hmm. not important, but importing because they're yeah. importing the beans. Importing. So the these are. This is all Ethiopian. This is single origin, um, and it's 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 got to be my favorite bag right now. It's pretty good. Now I got to try the Zen Cafe stuff with the normal way that I do my because because like I forgot my cream for and my mom's, and it's Starbucks
0: white chocolate mocha. So it, it's good. It's different. It's but good. but this we drink I it black. I love this we, coffee. We tasted them both mm-hmm. black. And I, I really, I, mm, I think the important. You, you Joe's like the important Joe's probably, better, black. This one's sweeter. Better. It is. This one's sweeter. You can definitely taste like the molasses notes in it. But the thing is, I normally don't like chocolatey mm.
1: because normally chocolatey has a velvety yeah. flavor. Which okay, so when I make this in like my the
0: Peruvian, like the Peruvian's yes. got that velvety.
1: Yeah. So when I make this in the Chemex, you mm. always see a little bit of that. That
0: chocolatey residue on the backside. Every time I roast, man, that's what they're like. Because I always get them ones that are real chocolatey. see, I actually
1: am not the biggest fan of that chocolatey residue. Really, I won't drink
0: it. No. Oh, that's the good stuff. And
1: so, like in in that one coffee we were drinking, Reformation's roast. It's a dark roast, so it has a lot of that. And I'm like, I just, I've
0: got a Reformation coffee. I I was gonna bring it tonight mm, too, and you were all like, No, I got us covered. It's a
1: local stuff, bro. We gotta drink the local stuff. So this is you can. uh, I'm sure you can order it online, but it's a really cool, and it's also not just a Good, like Zen Cafe, dude. There's a the coffee shop. They're making money. That's all they're doing. Right. Whereas, important Joe's is actually more missions based. So they do a lot of good humanitarian. Where mm-hmm. them, like a lot of the money from the coffee goes right back into, um, if I remember right, it goes back into the country, not just here in the states. I yeah, think I'm not right. Sure. I think it goes back to take care I'm of not sure. take care of. I don't know. I'll, I'll have to read the website again. I don't know. I was looking at another coffee company here who both of the founders, it's a husband and wife duo. They both came from broken divorced homes Mm. and they were saying, and you know, they they both love Jesus. They got a family, but they're looking around and they're like, a lot of kids don't have what we have. And Mm -hmm. so let's do something. So they started a coffee company and all the proceeds go back to like Ronald McDonald's house and all these other ministries that is just taking care of kids. Mm. Um, uh, I don't remember what the name of the halfway houses. I don't know, but, but a lot of that money goes there. So I get that confused with that. But yeah, this is right now. I would say important Joe's, this specific blend single origin they got. This has been one of my favorites. That's yeah, pretty good. It's been
0: one of my favorites. All right. Man. You may now read the review. I know you're like itching like a little, I am so on Christmas morning, but we
1: normally, this is cool. We haven't, we don't get many Facebook recommendations and Facebook reviews, which fun fact, I don't know if you caught this. Our podcast can now be listened natively inside of Facebook. I did see something. Uh-huh. About that. That's they just cool. dropped this feature, and we were able to for some reason. Like they didn't you know, you know, they like send it out in batches. Right. We just happened to get it before some other podcasters did. I'm so if you go to our Facebook stoked. page, you can now. I, I'm I think it still goes towards our stats which we still need to talk about that. Yes, we do. But you can now listen to our podcast natively in Facebook, which is
0: super, super cool. While you're going through Facebook, scrolling and scrolling, you can listen to Mark and Fuller. There you go. (laughs) So this is from Brandon Stevens. This was written literally five hours
1: ago. And it Fresh, says, hot off the press. Yep, and so he recommends RTC. They speak biblically sound truth and back it up with the Bible. They are really good with explaining how to apply living like a Christian in every aspect of life. This is the best Christian podcast out there, and you could definitely feel the spirit from it. Mm. Let's go
0: preach it i love it well this is cool, I, cool. I, don't, I was just really excited to see like we had a
1: facebook one we yeah. did Podbean a couple weeks ago and now we got this so i do this is not necessarily something that we're talking about just because of we want to brag on ourselves a little bit because that's that's not what this is that's not what this is all about it's to
0: show how the community is growing this is super cool so that's what it's about when
1: we first started the podcast, it was just you and me, you, me, two microphones was and like, open a prayer, bro. I think it was like
0: 2 years ago, like right around this time. So dude. we've been going actively for 2 years. So,
1: in the last 30 days, it jumped even more, dude. In the last How 30 much? days, we have had 4,119 downloads. Wow. That's in the awesome. last 30 days, all time, 31,571 downloads. Wow. In the last 7 days, last week, one thousand three hundred and thirty yesterday three hundred and six that's because it was the
0: singleness episode well it's because there's a new (laughs) drop
1: but in the like seriously like salvation the old testament has 443 plays
0: so what's our most played does it say of all time yeah
1: um i can i don't know if i can pull that from my phone oh i was Um, gonna say that'd be cool i well oh wait hold on is that it all episodes, that's an order. I can do it right here, real quick. Um, what's your guess? Because I know I know the top three. I know which ones are the top All three. Right, what's, I just give don't me know. the top three. Um episode what? one. Okay. Which was uh Does My Past Affect My Future? Yep. Um The other one is episode thirty-nine. Which is which is Beth. Yep. Um, and then the other one, it's been flip-flopping, but I think it's it's either the Rapture, mm. um, It's either like the rapture or another random one that you're like, whoa, that that one made it to the all-time. All right, here we go. Um, I don't know. No, that one got bumped down. That one got bumped down out of it now. Okay, so the top three, top four. We'll go top four. Give me top four, and I'll take a guess. Um, I know you're looking at it. So number one, does my past affect my future? And then episode 39, which is Beth. Beth, Episode 88, cancel culture. Episode 97, when we feel far from God. Those are i I'm going to
0: say cancel culture is number one? one. Number one, okay. I'm going to say number two is Beth. I'm going to say uh, number three is when Do I feel far from God. And number four is our very first episode. The top episode is Beth
1: at 6.55. Number two is our number one episode. Nice. 6.48. They've been around Number three, which this is interesting that some of our most recent ones are in the top even 10. Um, This was episode 97, uh, when we feel far from God at 5.20, cancel culture, Episode 88 is 493. This is interesting. This one somehow came into the top five, and it's only been out for two weeks. Salvation, Old Testament versus New Testament. Wow. That one has only been out for five weeks. We need weeks.
0: to do some more Old Testament. I think... I'm feeling it, I'm, man, because... I'm liking the Old Testament talks. Well,
1: because we also did our Old Testament, our Christians under the Old Testament law. That's number eight. Wow. And that, so that, that top, was both of them are top ten. Seriously, top ten of all time. Two of those are the Old Testament that just recently dropped. So...
0: What about Jesus and weed, people? Don't
1: you listen to that one, episode two? <laughs> episode, no, that was... No, two was Disney. Okay, episode... Five? Three, four, five? Somewhere in there. I don't know. I remember. think five. No, I don't know. But, but either way, no. it's one of the fact that... I, I'm curious, and this <laughs> was where this was all going to, is A, our community is growing like crazy, which is awesome. But B... What do
0: you all want to listen
1: to? Exactly. That's what we're trying to get to because we've been, we've been asking and people have been asking things and sometimes it's like, okay, we've already answered that. We've already answered that one. That one's more of a conversation, so let's text real
0: quick about right. it. But it seems like people want to know about the Old Testament, what we do with this thing. So if you want to know about the Old Testament, let us know. And let us know your questions because we're always here and that's what this is about. Ask your questions. Let's have the conversations. And uh, I mean... Most of the time, we'll have the conversation with you, and then if we feel like it's a big conversation to have, we'll throw it out on the podcast. But if you want it to be on the podcast, you got to let us know what your question is. And we can take people's voicemails and put their voices into the
1: the show like we did for episode 100. Yeah, that was pretty cool. It was dope. But should we ask our question tonight since we're almost at the 20-minute mark? Holy cow. Yeah, (laughs) we should probably do that. (laughs) Oh, goodness. So today's question actually was kind of stemmed from a social media post, fun fact. And the question is, are some sins worse than others? And I've seen this post... I don't know, for a long time. And mm. it was one that I've seen back when I was a youth pastor. It's one that I saw, even like it was a given an example when I was a kid. And the idea is the fact of when we look at our sins, we look at sins of, oh, well, this one's not that bad. Like it's just a little white light. Oh, that one real bad. Like that murder somebody, that's real bad. But this one, like, oh, my mom told me and I talked back. So it's not that bad. Oh, I stole a cookie. That one's not. Oh, I cheated on a test. I, I stole a on. Tootsie Roll. Like, like, but we have these, like, oh, that's a really, like, why would you, that's a bad sin. Like, seriously, you would push a grandma in the middle of the street? Like, that's a, that's not grandma. an okay sin.
0: Like, but we see these and different we, things. And we've and, kind of talked, I mean, people are probably like, haven't you guys talked about this already? Well, we kind, of, a little bit. kind of touched on it a little bit in a couple episodes, like the uh, Un- Unforgivable Sin. Unforgivable Sin, yep. Um but we wanted to dive deeper into it. And Mark was like pff, passionate about it. He wrote a whole sermon over here. So I'm just going to let him, I'm not going to let goodness. him fly, man. Oh, good. Go for it, brother. So, and let me so, just turn my mic off and let you go. All right. You're
1: in, you're <laughs> muted. Cool. All right, let's go. No, but so when, when we look at our student, we, we see all these different levels. Right. And right. it's kind of like almost like a tier where it's like, oh, well, I'm not as bad as them. And like, like, like okay, I know God sees us all the same, whatever, but. God, I'm gonna have a little more people, or, uh some more jewels in my crown, cause I le- ain't gonna be doing that. I ain't gonna be you ain't gonna find me in a death row for stealing a Tootsie roll. You know what I'm saying? So you ain't,
0: you ain't gonna be finding me you but, know, so, so you putting see, people in the gas chamber.
1: Exactly. Like I'm not I'm not Hitler, but right. I'm also not, you know, Mother Teresa, so it's whatever. But when we see these You kind of look like
0: Mother Teresa. <laughs>
1: That's two it's, jokes this episode. You the They'll be <laughs> calling me looking like Kelly and now Mother Teresa. Goodness. Um, but so when we look at sin, we see this whole scale. But then from God's perspective, he sees it from the top, and it's just sin. right? So the idea of you might have taken a touchy roll, but in God's eyes, you're just as bad as Hitler. You're just as bad as this. And so I've been thinking about that and wrestling with, honestly, the Catholic teaching because... Um, the first time I really started to, I mean, I studied it for years, but the first time I started talking with a Catholic about it was actually a teenager about four years ago. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea was the fact of, yeah, I don't go to mass very much. And I know that's actually more of a, that, that, that's a mortal sin. And I know that that's not good to keep missing mass. And I'm like, well, what do you, you know? Act, extra, what do you mean by it?
0: Extra years in purgatory for it. No,
1: a mortal sin is you go to hell. Oh, okay. So if you skip, like, so these these, uh the, the, I've got them mixed up then. What we talk about, yeah, venial sins venial are, sins and we'll explain a little better. Yeah, but basically, right. mortal is you 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 gonna hail for right. that. Like Hitler going to hell. Like that's in, in their mind. Even if he was a Catholic, right? Baptized, did math, went to confession, not nah, brought like you did this, and and they have a very specific. Normally, it's around the Ten Commandments, right? If you actively choosing like oh i know i'm not supposed to covet my neighbor's donkey and wife and servant and whatnot but you know what i don't know the camera won't get it they'd be like there's a special place in hell for you <laughs> and and they have a verse for that too and i'm not trying to make fun of it but that's right. that's valid and so you know i started having these conversations and then i started thinking okay so are there are there different sins are there different sins? Because, mm-hmm. you know, the I started looking the Bible, and it seems like, okay, what they have to say holds some weight. But before we get into that, even though, I kind of want to back up a little bit and, and set some ground rules. And these are things that obviously that people know, but I think are still good to define mm-hmm. so that we're not we're slapping around a bunch of Christianese all over the place and expecting people to know what we're talking about. So to even start the conversation of, are some sins worse than others? Because I first asked the question of, okay, well, first, what really is sin? And, you know, from gotquestions.org, I really like how they wrote it in one sentence. They said, sin is described in the Bible as transgression of the law of God and rebellion against God. That's it. So how, coffee burp, Ooh, that was gross. Um, so how I've always described it to teenagers was, okay, so a sin is anything that goes against God, mm-hmm. both what he commands and who he is. So right. it, it, there's also like the you can actively sin where it's like, you know, God says you're not supposed to do this. Mm-hmm. That's a sin. Like, OK, so yeah, I know you say I'm not supposed to, you know, get angry and blow up. And it's what, but it's whatever. It's fine. Like, that's a sin because God says don't do that. Right. But then there's also the other side of. Um, passive sinning is another version where the fact of God says, no, you need to do this. And you're like, nah, I'm good boss. I ain't going to do that. Cause that still goes against who God is and what he commands. Right. Um, so I, 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 like that definition of sin though, where it's described as a transgression of the law of God and then in rebellion against God. So against, it goes against what he commanded and who he is. Um, this is actually from a Catholic catechism of what sin actually is, um, and it's, it's broken down a little bit, so it's not pure from the catechism. I'll have the link to it in the show note. Because um, I actually do like what Augustine has to say. But it says, sin is an offense against reason, truth, and right conscience. Which they would say, you know, because mm-hmm. God's put it in you, because they believe that the Holy Spirit, like we believe in parted righteousness, or imputed, which means we just put on. They believe in parted, which means you become good. Right. So um, it goes against reason, truth, and right conscience. It is a failure in genuine love for God and neighbor Caused uh, by a perverse attachment to certain goods. It's been defined by St. Augustine as an utterance, a deed, or a desire contrary to the eternal law. Um, Sin is an offense against God. Sin sets itself against God's love for us and turns our hearts away from him. Like the first sin, it is disobedience, a revolt against God through the will to become, quote-unquote, like God's. Knowing and determining good and evil, sin is thus love of oneself, even to the contempt of God. I actually really like that. Yeah. Because it's flat out saying the fact of sin is basically telling God,
0: I know what's best. I know, like, you say this, but I'm going to do the opposite. And it thing. really is. I mean, if you look at it, most sins, it's all about self gratification it's because um, I want this I'm, and it yeah, feels good. And why can't you just me. be happy
1: for me? Right. Like, and that's what a lot of oh, sin is. Like, oh, it makes oh. me feel good. It sounds like America.
0: <laughs> Oops, sorry.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, we going there. So, you know, that's, that's just what sin is. And then the next question, okay, so sure. That's what sin is. Cool. Whatever. But what does sin do? And honestly, the easiest way to answer is, is sin separates us from God and from others. The great command is we're supposed to love God and love others. But sin actually puts up a, it God never changes. He doesn't move, but it draws us away from God, and it puts up barriers between other people. because if I sin against you, our relationship is going to be damaged in some way, shape or form, right. And that's why and if I offend you, I'm supposed to reconcile and ask for forgiveness and yeah. seek restoration and and you know, sometimes it can happen, sometimes it can't. But you know, if I sin against you, I'm also sinning against God because he created you. I'm sinning against uh, his image. And if I go and I'm sinning against God, it's very hard to sin directly against God without affecting other people. Right. So sin, you know, it separates from God well, and, and you others.
0: S- you sin against God because of self, and you sin against others because of self. Because of <laughs> self, right.
1: And, you know, we talked about that in the seven deadly sin of pride and what right. pride can do. Yeah. And so, but what does sin ultimately do? Well, you know, it separates us from God, just not right now, but eternally, like, because yeah. the wages of sin is death. Right. And so when people talk about this all the time in today's culture of, you know, oh, so. Um, You say these people go to hell. You say these, it's like, no, you know, that's not how, why people go to hell. People go to hell because they actively sin against God. And that's the consequence Mm -hmm. of sin. Um, So here's the question though, that, that I've been wrestling with is that's what sin is. That's what sin does. But are there different levels of sin? Are there some that are more offensive to God? Are there some sins that are more offensive to our neighbors? Or does God just look at her sin and be like, yeah, you still a tootsie roll, Hitler killed some people, but you still just as bad as him. It's like, hold the phone. (laughs) That doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. So how does that actually work? And that's what I've been chewing on for, Mm. honestly, the last, I don't know, I would say a couple weeks of just how to do it. Mm. And, I mean, obviously a lot prepping for this. Um, So are there different levels of sin and different consequences of sin? Um, I don't necessarily want this to be a Catholic versus Protestant conversation, but... That's the only route we can go because in the in the Christian world, there's all, really only two different viewpoints of how sin actually, the 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 nature of sin right. and what it actually does. Right. Um. So we can't just forget uh, it's, one without it's, the yeah. other. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's we call it the Catholic view and the Protestant view, but it really is just these are the two separate views. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much.
1: And so the Catholic views, it's pretty simple. You have mortal sins and you have venial sins, and and so mortal sins are you. Actively knowing what's right and choosing to do wrong, whereas venial sin is more of just like like you know like I I, I could offend you and I don't even know, and you know right. what? Why would I be held in? You know why would I be suffering for forever for that? Now, where it's interesting is you know a lot of people will think oh that's just what people believe for everybody, but Catholics like no no no. Those are just for those who have received God's grace. Right. So a mortal sin committed by, and this is their key word, by a baptized person, baptized as a baby, if they're brought into the Catholic Church or as an adult. The, if they're within the church. They're in the church community, family, right? whatever. So a mortal sin committed by a baptized person removes the person from the state of grace and therefore denies them the reward of heaven. A baptized person who dies with their mortal sin on their soul will go to hell which that's why last rites well, is a big deal right? because basically it's like, do you have any sin you need to confess Praying right for the now? Dead,
0: right. Yeah. Well, I was pray- even prayer for the dead. Right.
1: And, and that's part of the purgatory and like, God, please don't do this to them. Like they right. didn't know any better, but that's why last rites is such a big deal because mm-hmm. they say, you know, as, as you go off, God, forgive them for anything that they either willingly did or didn't do. Right. And, at, and also, you know, it's like, uh, do you have any other sins you need to confess? And that's why confession is such a big deal in the Catholic church, because yep. if you have something actively on your conscience, that's not okay, which is kind of interesting. That's why, I mean, a lot of mob bosses are either Orthodox, a lot of them are Eastern Orthodox, but the same reasons. Like, you know, they do something bad, well, then they confess it, because right. it's not on their soul anymore. They've already received the grace of doing whatever the heck they want to do, which I think is fascinating. So um, that's not part of this conversation. But venial which sin, Which is though, the
0: same thing of where penance comes came from you know the 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 uh, what is it um the, like
1: the like the well there's the seven sacraments but then there's the penance no, for forgiveness like the hell marys no, no and, you
0: where you buy you buy the penance oh um, um what's it called indulgences indulgences thank you <laughs> could not think of the word yeah, get that's people where, a lot of purgatory but that's where that all came from mm-hmm. so it was it was from this idea of well i want to make sure i take stuff off of purgatory and these right and, and, and so
1: venial sins going into purgatory it you know. On the other hand, while it requires us to do uh, satisfaction for our souls and is deserving of punishment, it does not bring us eternal punishment. So, And that's what purgatory is cleansing you of all those venial sins. So for a sin to be mortal sin, three things are actually required. The matter must be grave. Like, it's got to be a big deal. The sin must be committed with full knowledge, and the sin must be committed deliberately. So, you think of like murder somebody, right? So, there's um, there's different degrees of manslaughter, right? right, right. So, there's a the kind where you're driving your car, you were on your phone, you swerved over, you hit someone's car, and they died.
0: It was your fault, but it was an axe. It wasn't like you were intentionally doing right. it. Right.
1: Rather than a premeditated, planned
0: out. You went out
1: and bought the axe and sharpened the axe and then whatnot. And, and then waited for them where they always go. Like, very, very different. So, it has to be big time grave, full knowledge, and deliberately. So, the sin must be. A serious sin. There is no doubt that matter, and this is all direct quotes from them. There is no doubt that matters such as murder, theft, sexual sins, bearing fault, witness, etc., are taken sufficiently seriously by the church to constitute grave matter. Anyone committing these sins, knowing full well that they are grave matters, and nevertheless deliberately commits the sin, commits a mortal sin. And then there's a second follow-up question. It's like, okay, so our venial sins not too bad. And they say, while venial sins will not land you, I love how they say land you in hell, <laughs> it won't land you in hell, it should nevertheless be avoided and despised. We are all called to holiness and perfection. Attachment to any sin, even venial sins, prevent us from attaining these goals. And we would agree with that.
2: Yeah, definitely. You know, and
1: that's what um, lay aside every weight that he so easily ensnares us as so we run the race. Daily examinations of one's conscience and frequent confessions are important for a healthy spiritual life. Uh, and that was taken from... And I agree with that statement, too. And, and I do, too. And that was taken from... It's, it's W-A-L, so I don't know if it's um, but it says, you know, basically what sin is, was the link, and that link will be in the show notes. And so we agree with their assessment of venial sins, but the main kicker is if someone is a baptized church member, they could they can commit sins that will eternally separate them from God. right? If they actively, willingly, knowingly do something and terrible.
0: I wonder if this came about from the unforgivable sin conversation that we right, had, yeah. and that that's where this is what they considered the unforgivable sin.
1: Well, let me just jump into it. So this is one of the verses where that comes from, and it was the fact of... I'm trying to find, because I have a whole lot of Bible verses. You get a whole lot. A whole lot. That's but all right, though. It's when Jesus tells the people that... Uh, oh oh uh here you go Matthew 11 verse 22 through 24 says but I tell you it uh oh, fly just landed in my coffee
0: I know it did mine too no the, the jerk jeez it ruined mine it's already so good too. I'm
1: just gonna I'm gonna just take it out and Ooh. keep drinking it
0: Got a cat around here. That's a cat turd fly right there. That's not a cat turd fly. You don't know. <laughs> but, anyway, so
1: sorry about that, guys. Um, that's so, unforgivable. So, <laughs> so, also, side note, my mom just texted and said, I'll be home in just a second if that's okay. So, we might be interrupted by my mother. We'll see what happens. But Matthew 11 22 through 24 says, But I tell you, it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon on the day of judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, you will be exalted to heaven. Oh, no, will you be exalted to heaven? No, you'll go down to Hades. For if the miracles that were done in you had been done in Sodom, it would have remained still today. But I tell you, it'll be more tolerable for the land of Sodom than on the day of judgment for you. So he's basically, Jesus is saying, you see what I'm doing. If, Sod- if Sodom and Gomorrah, or I guess Tyre, Tyre and Sidon, if if they would have seen me know what they'd be doing, they'd be all right. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't have been, you know, Lot's wife never would have turned into a pillar of salt, and it never would have been destructed by by literally like storms of fire. Right. And so I think that passage where it's like, oh boy, so if you willingly see Jesus and reject
0: him, that seems kind of bad. Which is what the... I mean, honestly, I think that's what Catholics are saying about mortal sins, right? They're saying that, hey, you're within the church, and therefore you've accepted Christ, and you're doing these premeditated things. So, so it's knowingly rejecting the teachings of Christ, is I think where they're coming from.
1: And I will say, and this is where it gets kind of hard, is you know, going off tangent for a little bit. There's so many sins that I know you and I we always struggle with it. And that's the wrestle that we have where the fact that we're trying to wrestle the old man, we're trying to get rid of the old flesh and the flesh war against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And we're battling not, not against flesh and blood, but against spirit and principalities. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy. It's right. hard. And so when I hear them talk about the venial and the mortal sins, when I first read that, I'm like, okay, this actually makes sense. Like right. it logically makes right. Sense,
0: sure, sure, and so that's we'll where get it gets into hard. at the end why why we disagree with it, but oh, definitely, right, definitely. Right now, it, it, I mean, if you just read it that way and, and read that scripture in Matthew eleven that you just read, it, it makes sense, right? Right, right. And I don't want to
1: pick it apart yet, but right. the fact of that, that makes sense. The sure. fact of okay, so if you actively willing to sin against God, you can't stand before who you, Him. Who you know, right, exactly. right, exactly. Um, so let's just jump real quick to the Protestant view of of what sin is, and the in, in a couple sentences, and I'll read a quote. Um, all sin separates people from God, and all sin is mortal. Mm. So that's what a Protestant believe is: all mm. sins mortal. Mm-hmm. It all sends you to hell. However, a true believer can never fall out of grace because if one can't save themselves, they can't unsave themselves either.
0: <laughs> Preach it. <laughs> now, I
1: will say that that's not a. All Protestants don't believe that because right. there are a Church of God. There are very heavy. Arminian beliefs where they say you can choose to follow God and they can choose not to. But a lot of what they would say is the fact of you are rejecting your salvation. It's not like you act like you, you saw something you committed a sin and now you're like, Oh crap. And I know like I got to go ask for forgiveness. I'm in again. I'm out again. I'm in again. I'm out again. <laughs> right. Um. And oh, goodness, my, uh, my dad grew up church of God and he would do the joke of, I have a new name written down in pencil and it's mine. Well, I, I, I think it's mine, which I, that's,
0: it's there very it's not rude, it's very there rude. it's not it's and <laughs>
1: and you know obviously with both of us coming from more of
0: our reformed oh no i came tendencies. from tendencies well, i came from the arminius belief that right, you can well, lose yourself you right now right, right yeah and so we both believe we can't earn it right it's got
1: nothing to do with us got nothing to do and you know we see in ephesians 2 and 9 for by grace you're saved through faith because right. not yourself it's a gift If it's a gift you can't earn it like you right. have to just receive it and so if so the Protestant view is the fact of all sins moral. However, God forgives all sins. And if you're part of his family, nothing can separate you from the love of God. So this is a quote um mainly about the Re- the, the Reformation. And there's a it's a massive essay. It is huge on the thegospelcoalition.org. Forward slash essay, forward slash degrees of sin. And we'll put in the show notes. Um this is show just one notes. of the paragraphs for there. It says the reformers were right, because it's talking about the Catholic view and what Protestants got out of it. The Reformers were right to say that all sin before God is mortal. Due to Adam's violation of God's command, um, sin results in the penalty of both spiritual and physical death. Sin separates us from God so that apart from Christ, we stand condemned under God's wrath and needing God to act in sovereign grace to provide a Redeemer for us. Sin before God, no matter what sin it is, leads to our status of guilty, polluted, and far from God. On this point, James 2.10 could now be legitimately used. For whoever keeps the whole law, but fails in one part, is guilty of all of it. Before God, breaking any point of the law is to break all of it. Or, Paul can say, Cursed be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them. Breaking one command results in our condemnation before God. Why? The answer is because we have all sinned against who? The triune creator covenant God. So the mm-hmm. idea is the fact of, you know, Catholics view this thing. Now, of course they do say that, that it's those who are baptized into the church. Right. And I think this is where we can talk about it. Cause we have to ask question. Okay. So what view for the Christian is right? Are the Catholics right? And that view where it's just as simple as, um, whether you're a part of the, 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 the church faith community or not. Right. Can, can that, can you actively sin against God? Like is, you know, there's the unforgivable sin. Is that part of it too? Or is it more of the Protestant view or the fact of, you know what? Our, all of our sin separates us from God, but it's because of Christ's righteousness that is actually in us that we are able to stand before a holy God. So the question is, is what is right? And I think this is one thing that we need to lean into a little bit here, right? So when Catholics are talking about being a part of the church, what are they talking about? And what they're talking about is is being baptized into the church. So does that mean their faith brought them into the community? Mm. Or does that mean the baptism brought them into the community?
0: I think the, the way they believe is the baptism, isn't it?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and a lot of Presbyterians are this way. Covenant theology is the fact of, and I, I talked with a couple of Presbyterians, and they say, well, it's kind of like being a Jew, right? You can be born into the Jewish community, but you still have to choose to follow Yahweh. Like The baptism brings you into the local body, but you still have to have yeah, the faith it, to have your It salvation.
0: basically is more for the body saying, hey, we're going to commit to helping the parents raise this child, is, right. the, is the thought behind some it of the It brings you into people. the covenant community, right. and so there's natural blessings you'll get out of it, but right. you ain't part of God's
1: family until you receive his grace of, of forgiveness. Um, and so there is some difference in between the Protestant view between different Protestants inside of that. Right. Like we
0: believe in a, in a dedication is what we believe in, right? Where the parent dedicates the child to God in front of the church. And then the church, I still actually don't think that's right. No,
1: you don't think so. But you had
0: your kids dedicated.
1: But have you noticed that we don't call them child
0: dedications at the church? No, we just call them dedications.
1: It's right, but it's more the fact of the parent is committing in front of the church right. to do it, and then the church is saying, "Yeah, we will come alongside. Yeah, we you. stand by you." Right. So that's more so how our church does it, rather right. than we're not. I'm not giving my baby to God. It's more the fact that I'm God. I'm giving you myself. I need your help to raise this little one because right. I just came before you and do it, and both we'll have the community help, which I think is really cool. But you know, going back to this conversation a mortal sin and a venial sin. You know, if you don't really know what's going on, it's fine. It's whatever. You might go to purgatory, got burned off a little bit, but be I. Right. But mortal sin, you're screwed. Like yeah. you, you land yourself in hell. Whereas the Protestant view is the fact of, no, if you're part of God's family, there's no sin that you can ever do that right. will separate you from God. Now you will cause yourself to have like, you know, some degrees of separation, but it doesn't actually cancel your salvation. Right. So, I, I do have some verses here because the question is, is okay, so going back to this is, so which one of these views is right? Now, we do have to admit that all sin, We I know you agree with this too, is all sin is equal in how it must be punished by God. However, I believe, and I'm curious about your view of this, is I actually believe that sin is not all equal in relation to ourselves and others. Because if I sin against you, like like like, like let's say I went to your house, right? And we were there, I don't, I, I don't know what, I'm, I'm trying to think how I would sin against you in your own house that you'd be like, ah, it's really no big deal. Okay, here's one. Okay. You so, took my last candy bar
0: without asking.
1: <laughs> well, I'm thinking like in the adult world. Okay, okay. So how about this? So how about I was talking with somebody else, right? And I said something bad about you behind your back. Mm-hmm. And then you found out about it. You confronted me like, dude, I don't like how you talk about me. I'm like, you know what? You were right. That was wrong. That's going to have a level of separation, right? Whereas if I walk in and either like take your wife or take your kids or do something to them or burn your house down, see, I that's going to have a different consequence between us, you know. See,
0: that there's the word that I think I think you're hitting on something. So I believe all sin is sin, right? Mm-hmm. There is no degree of sin. No sin is worse than another sin. Sin is sin because it has the same consequence, right? right? The ultimate consequence. But there are different earthly consequences that take place. So you, you talk bad behind my back. Well, that's something that we could work through in our relationship. It may take a little time to build trust back, but we'd get there. Mm-hmm. But if you came in and, and killed my kids and raped my wife, there's a little bit of, the, I know not, I'm not but, just, but, 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 but that's, that's a huge, that's, that's that's, that's, completely different. And it's going to be a lot harder for me to be like, Oh yeah, Mark, I trust you after you've murdered my children. And right. My like, wife. <laughs> that, like that's, I accidentally mean to myself, that's yeah. not okay. Yeah, right. Exactly. So I, uh, you know, I, I think there's different consequence levels um, depending on what you do. But the ultimate punishment is the same. The punishment, right, And, and is the that's same. what we
1: got hit is it's the ultimate punishment. Right. That's the same. And and I know this is where a lot of unbelievers struggle with, where they're like, so you mean to tell me I, I've tried to live a good life. You like,
0: mean to tell me I'm going to end up in hell the same place that Hitler's going to end up and I'm a good person?
1: Now, but this is where it is different because the consequence is still hell. But now, is there different, it's going to sound weird, but is there special places in hell for people like that? Because it even says it's going to be worse for you on the judgment day than it was for Sodom.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can't, uh, I don't know. I, I think that's unknown a, a to us. I mean, there's there's hints at it, but I don't, I mean, is there special places in heaven? Right. You know, there's the seventh heaven that Paul went up to. You know, there's is there different levels of heaven. Some, some, is it the LDS? Do they believe in? I can't remember. Uh, the the Ooh, so, uh, oh, um, Somebody believes in different levels of heaven and that depending on well, how. No, but, how but men will Christian.
1: rule different
0: like galaxies, rule different galaxies or whatever. Yeah. And the why like well, so all women do so that's is LDS, they yeah.
1: literally just make babies forever. <laughs> they're servants and baby yeah. producing machines. Right.
0: So uh, that doesn't yeah, sound that's good. That's definitely LDS. I know that yep. for sure. But uh, yep, and that's yep. why they d- used to have multiple wives and why some of them the more traditional LDS people. Because they're going to have that later anyways. Right. So Let's so, do it now. Yeah. So here's it on you know, heaven <laughs>
1: on his earth but yeah, whatever, so,
0: but whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't answer that. Is there different levels of heaven or hell? I just know that there is a heaven and there is a hell. <laughs> right. And
1: I think that's what we have to focus on is I do think that there actually might be more severe punishments in hell,
0: but hell is hell. Yeah, you know, I mean, do you, do you really want to walk around me and like, well, I know I'm going to hell, but I'm not going to the worst parts of hell. It's like, no, you it's don't understand what God. you're
2: saying. <laughs>
0: right. And so
1: I do want to read a couple verses though to go into this of just what the Bible talks about, sin that seems to differentiate. And I think those are these are going to be good for us to wrestle with. We might not be able to rectify them all tonight, but mm-hmm. might be good to wrestle with. You know, the in first John it talks about the sin that leads to death, or King Jimmy, the sin that leads unto death. First John five, fourteen through seventeen says This is the confidence we have before him. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And we know that he hears whatever we ask. We know what we, um, this is where it gets fun. We know that we have what we ask in him. If anyone sees a fellow believer committing a sin that does not lead unto death, he should ask and God will give life to him. To those who committed sins that don't lead to death. There is a sin that leads to death. I am not saying that he should pray about that. All unrighteousness is sin. And there is sin that doesn't lead unto death. So in that passage, it says all unrighteousness is sin. There are some sins that don't lead to death, but there's one sin. And it doesn't it doesn't say what it is. It just says there is one sin that leads to death.
0: And what we should do? If someone's it, we shouldn't pray about it. <laughs> yeah, and see, I guess I've always taken that scripture as to meaning the unforgivable sin, the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. That's mm-hmm. where I, that's the sin that leads to death because it's unforgivable. <laughs> right, but this whole entire passage is talking about our relationship to others because right. of God's
1: love for us. Right. So is there a sin that we can commit to somebody else that leads to death?
0: Uh, it
1: and is this t- talking about physical death? Is See, this it talking talks, about it, spiritual
0: it, but, death? But it doesn't say if anybody sees a, be- a fellow believer committing a sin that doesn't lead to death to so- against someone else. It doesn't say that. It just says that it's committing a sin that doesn't lead to death. Right. And this is about a fellow believer. If they commit a sin leading to death. Now I do honestly believe So that's where I think, you know, being in my background of, you know, that you can't lose your salvation, um, except for there's an unforgivable sin, which is complete denial of Christ, which then again, I would say you were never part of the faith to begin with. Mm -hmm. Let's look at Judas. And, uh, right. I guess that's where I'm at with it. That's what it's talking. It's talking about the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit It's talking about that sin that Judas, made where he betrayed Christ and was unrepentant and went, committed suicide, that's And a, actually, I, it doesn't say it. there's
1: a sin, it just says there is sin that leads to death. Right. And I do honestly wonder if it's talking about a, a believer that is struggling, I don't know if it's a believer who's struggling with certain sins that honestly, alcohol, drugs, well, sexual things.
0: I would have to read... I'd have to study this passage a little. That's bit what I'm more. saying.
1: This, but this is one that I know. That whole conversation. Okay, there's sins that lead to death, and there's sins that don't. So obviously, there's different levels of sin. Right. That's a big one. Um, we well, talked about the unforgivable sin already. I'm,
0: I'm just talking that this is these yes. are ones we have to wrestle with. There's the unforgivable. Well, yeah, sin. but it doesn't mean that there's necessarily there's different levels. It's mm. that there's a sin that leads to death. There's, there's sin, sin that leads not to not death, leads and, to and there's death. sin that doesn't lead to death. That's what it, I mean. That's what it's the plain reading of it. And then it, you know. You go into your next thing, the unforgivable sin, right? Mark yeah, Mark 3, and we talked a lot about that. So I, right. I,
1: I'd say let's not even hit that. Well, I want to hit a little bit. You, so you want to hit it?
0: It says, truly, I tell you, people will be forgiven of for all. This is why I don't think there's mm. – I think this is the only separate one. For all sins and whatever blasphemies that they utter, but whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness but is guilty of eternal sin because they were saying he has forgiveness an unclean spirit. So
1: first John five might be talking about a physical death. Correct. I like, think like, so. like honestly, like if you like, okay, like um, if you keep continuing down this path of drugs,
0: you will die,
1: possibly. You yeah, know,
0: or, or yeah, possibly. Or you keep messing around with this guy's wife; he may kill you. <laughs> like, this is or you would have your
1: entire life stripped away from you. I mean,
0: who knows? Could be that. I mean, it's, again, that's something that you would have think to study. The re- because- I think the, the 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 recipient knew what he was talking about, right? And that's the thing; it can't be just what we interpret out of it. It's got to be what is the author meaning from it, and are there idioms behind them? It was just something that was like. You know, this is putting the horse before the cart. You know, that's an idiom. That's something that we know in this culture, but in 20 or 30 years, they may not know, or 2,000 years, they definitely right. probably won't know what that meant to us now. Um, you know, if I'm t- saying, don't be a Karen, you know, are people 50 <laughs> years from now going to know what <laughs> don't be a Karen means? No, know, but, but we do. About. Yeah. And your name isn't Karen. Your name's Mark. But if I said, don't be a Karen, you know exactly, I know what, exactly, exactly I'm saying. what you're saying. That's called an idiom. And so, is that what we're just dealing? With? I'm not saying that's what we're dealing with in this passage. But it's a question it, that we is have to ask. It. And yeah. so that's where you got to really dive into it more. You got to look at the the preceding context, the post-seeding context. You got to look, you got to really study some of the Greek behind it too. To, I mean, there's just a lot you got to pour into that study to really unravel that scripture, I think.
1: Yeah, and if we keep going to First Corinthians 6, it talks about sexual sins where it says flee sexual immorality. Every right. other sin a person commits is outside the body. So mm. if I commit a sin, It's out there. Right. However, the person who is sexually immoral sins against, oh, sorry, the person who is sexually immoral sins against his own body. Right. Don't you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God. You are not your own for you were bought with a price. So therefore glorify God with your body. First off, I think it's always funny when I hear this passage, normally it's in reference to just tattoos and piercings, but it's talking about the fact of, no, you need to have your body under what's, what's what I'm looking for. Um, disciplined you gotta have mm. your body disciplined to the mm-hmm. point because sexual sin now i will say this i don't remember what sermon series it was in it might be new rules for sex and dating andy stanley broke down this passage better than i've ever heard it broken down before mm. and he's normally not the most exegetical guy in the world but he broke this thing down and what he's basically saying is when you are sinning or sorry, when you are committing sexual sins you know all the other sins are out here, right. But this is actually changing you on the inside because sex will actually change your mental makeup, and and you're connecting with a person on a social and mental level in ways never before. And then you just rip that apart, well, and that you God, know
0: God created man and woman when they came together to become become what? one. And what does that mean? That means you're you're not physically like. Okay, you've morphed into one body. That's not right. what it's talking about. No, you're about. still Chris and Janiel's still Janiel. So, yeah, so, and you're still Beth, or you're still Beth, you're still Mark. That's Markin, a third start, uh, <laughs> the third reference, bro. But whatever. Uh, but what does that mean? So we're not physically morphing into one body. Mm-hmm. So when when that's spoken in scripture, what is it meaning then? Well, it's meaning our hearts, our minds, our souls, our, our emotions, our everything are being tied up into this person. And that's the way it's supposed to be in a perfect untainted world mm-hmm. and it means something it, it's it's super special and that's why it says you know the scripture says what god is joined together let no man no one separate yeah exactly so yeah, yeah. so if we keep going we <laughs> talked Let's about this one already going, yeah. but you know god punishes sin to different
1: degrees because it says it'll be more be t- more terrible for you than Tyre and Sidon, but all sin must still be punished So these are the, these are kind of four passages on like we have to wrestle with it. And when, when we're wrestling with scripture, I mean, we talked about this on the show, you got to get the whole council, man. You can't make a theology based off one verse. Right. So I have a bunch of,
0: if you have a theology based off of one verse, you better take that theology and throw it in the trash. Because eh, it's probably not right. Exactly.
1: So I brought in a whole bunch of scripture about what the Bible talks about sin, just in general Mm -hmm. terms. Uh, the first one is that all sin is. I'm just going to read a lot of scriptures. That cool with you? Go for it, bro. All right. So all sin is lawlessness. First John three four through six says, everyone who commits sin practices lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. You know that he was revealed so that he might take away sins, and there is no sin in him. Everyone who remains in him remains in Jesus, does not sin. Everyone who sins has not seen him or not uh, or not known him. The, the main focus is the fact of everyone who practices sin or commits a sin, practice lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. So all sin is bad. Like it's right. just bad. Right. Um, another one, sin has been a part of the human story since the fall. Romans 5, 12-14 says, Therefore, just as sin entered through one man and death through sin, in this way, death spread to all people because all sinned. In fact, sin was in the world before the law, but sin is not charged to a person's account when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses even over those who did not sin in the likeness of Adam's transgression. He is a type of the coming one. In other words, the fact of like, you know, and, and it continues out there in Romans where the fact of Adam was the first man who failed, right. but then Christ was the was the perfect Adam. right? Um, the second Adam. The second Adam, yeah. Um, next one, Jesus takes on our sins at large and forgives them. Two different passages, Romans 5, 20 through 21. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. Oh, we haven't brought up that word in a little bit. Since God is making his appeal through us, we plead on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. He made the one who did not know sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Mm. Ephesians 1, 7 through 8 says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace that he richly poured out onto us with all wisdom and understanding. So Jesus takes on every sin. Mm-hmm. Every single one. The next one is we'll always battle the old man and, you know, sin. Galatians five sixteen through 18 says, says this. I say then, walk by the spirit and you will certainly not carry out the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what it wants against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. These are opposed to each other so that you don't know what you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. In other words, the fact of—I mean, it's—it's it's pretty straightforward. The more you're following Jesus, the less you're going to want to sin. Mm-hmm. But the—you know—more far away you are from God, even if you're a believer, you're going to wrestle with sin yep. a whole lot more. Last one. Here we go. Our position as a Christian is not based on our level of sin. It's based on our belief in Jesus. Um, how, how did I always used to say? It? It's the fact of um, our our standing before God isn't based upon—I mean, it's—it's it's not based upon us. It's found in Jesus. Right. Um, so Ephesians 2, 1 through 10, it's a big one. You are dead in your trespasses and sin, in which you previously walked according to the ways of the world, according to the ruler of the power of the air, the spirit now working in the disobedient. We too all previously lived among them in our fleshly desires, carrying out the inclinations of our flesh and thoughts. And we were by nature children under wrath as the others were also. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love for us, made us alive with Christ, even though we were dead and trespassed. You are saved by grace. You're not saved by the church. You're saved by grace. He also raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavens in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might display the immeasurable riches of his grace through his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For you were saved by grace through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It's God's gift, not from works so that no one can boast for or because we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God has prepared for us ahead of time to do. So with these passages right here, it's the fact of all sin is lawlessness. We all fall short. Everyone has sinned, but God and all of our sins taken on by Jesus. So I guess the question that we have to answer when we're looking at all these different things is the fact of if all sin is lawlessness and Christ takes on all of our sins, are there different levels of sins and are there different types of sins and are some sins worse than others?
0: Sure. <laughs> I know the one sin that is worse than others. It's the one that leads to death. It's the one that's unrepented. We, uh, What's the difference? And we talked about this a little bit before we actually hit record, but what's the difference between Judas and his betrayal and Peter and his betrayal? It's a good question. Peter repented, and Judas
1: didn't. Judas, didn't. but some people would say that Jesus, Judas was in the inner sanctum. So, like you know, the Catholic Church, he was like thinking about it this way. People are baptized into the church, so they're mm-hmm. part of the community. Judas was brought into the covenant community of Jesus and his followers and his close twelve disciples. Mm-hmm. So, did, so did Judas go out and commit a mortal sin that he actively participated in, or was he just never Christ to begin with?
0: Well. You know how I feel, right? Of course I do. I feel like you can't lose your salvation. So I would say if you come to a place where you're unrepentant and you die, I would say you were probably never actually his. You were never brought into the actual fold. Because, and here's how I'm going to back up this statement. Okay. When Christ was praying, he said, Father, I have not lost not one of them that you have given to me. So if Judas was truly lost, he was never given, he in was the first never place. given to him in the first place. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know how you can argue with that.
1: And that's where it's hard because, you know, it's like, I've known people where it's like they, they were pastors, they were pastors, wives, they were Sunday school teachers. They were heck, they were seminary professors. Right. And all of a sudden you look at them and you're like, what, what happened? You're, 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 you're just done with this. You have a PhD in theology, bro. You're done with this. Right. What are you, what are, what are you doing? And, you know, for a lot of people, it'd be like, oh, they walked away from their faith. And so, yeah, if Christianity
0: is real, they out. Mm. Now, I believe that we can lose track of our closeness. And I see this with David. I see this with King Solomon. I mean, there are there are instances throughout scripture well, yeah, like where people David have, and Bathsheba, like right, he willingly sinned. lost his
1: he lost his way, right? But the Catholics would say, well, he repented, so therefore, like he didn't die. If he would if he would have died after getting you know Bathsheba impregnated and then killing Uriah, he would have committed a mortal sin, right? But he he, he but he but he has for forgiveness, so it's all
0: good. Yeah, see, like how do you wrestle with that? You to know, me, then you got to take you, you got to take Christ at His word, and He says, if you look upon a woman with lust. You've committed adultery. And and, and here's another question: So, if you
1: can't earn your salvation, is that you earning your salvation because you're doing an action to receive the grace? Because we can't do an action to receive grace.
0: You're not receiving. It goes back to the justification and sanctification. Right? You're justified through Christ. You're sanctified through obedience, and that's what it is. Where He calls us to repentance. And that's part of the sanctification process, and but we are still truly his. That's why we are always going to come back and repent eventually, <laughs> because we're truly his. Mm-hmm. But how do you make your calling and election? Sure. By repentance, by obedience. So there you go. I mean, that's the Work out your own salvation with fear and trouble. Right. And that's not working your salvation to earn your salvation. That's their sanctification process. That's that growing process
1: and i will say i mean there's obviously different consequences for our sin and um oh what's his name um from apologia studios um jeff jeff durbin (laughs) yeah jeff um really i i i I, there's multiple ones but he'll i love love he'll have on um a lot of atheists and watching him speak i mean james white his partner doesn't have a i mean he he got he got no he got no time for crap
0: like he's they're both phenomenal right
1: and so with um I don't with always Jeff,
0: agree with everything, but I mean most of the stuff I agree with. Yeah, but
1: me too. And with Jeff Durbin, he was talking with an atheist. It was just a random person who's just like, I really have I have questions and and he has like, Can I live can, can we record this? And she's like, sure. And they were honest to goodness, general, amazing questions that yeah. people are asking. And she's like, How come I have to go to the same place that like literally Hitler, Stalin? Um, rapists, all these different people. Right. Why do I have to go to the same place when I didn't do anything? Or how like,
0: about the rapist that repents? How's he getting to go to heaven when I've never done Right, and like
1: and Right. And, and what Jeff Durbin broke down is he goes, so what what you're wanting is justice. I heard that pop can. <laughs> what you're wanting is... Aha. Oh, aha. watermelon. <laughs> oh, of course. Um, what, what you're wanting is justice to be done. You want that to be done. He, and, and he says, you know... In the physical world, justice will be done. Even if they were a past, like you hear of pastors who are locked up for sexual sins. right? They got what was coming because right. they committed like they committed actually like crimes. Yeah. So they're dealing with their consequences. However, now this is where she was struggling with, like, okay, well, what if that one does this? And then now all of a sudden they're in prison and then they give their lives to Jesus, but they're still the world's worst terrible person because they did all these things. But me, I do a lot of good things. Isn't that bad, like... Mm -hmm. Result of consequence. And that's when, you know, God is a fair and just judge. But why are we able to stand before God? It's because of what Jesus said. We put his righteousness on him. Like you see the Apostle Paul. You see David. You see Moses. Like you see all these people who did these heinous acts. And I bet you they suffered a lot physically. And we see David when he lost the baby, he grieved he no let no one touch them. Like no one could, no one could console him. But here's my thing, you know? right? And so there's natural consequences for sins.
0: Why are we as humans obsessed with who and who is not going to heaven and hell? Where I'm always obsessed with. Well, look at me, I'm a good person, but that person, uh, you're telling me I'm going to end up in the same place as that horrible person? It's for selfish, prideful reasons. It is, exactly, it's because we're so caught up with trying to make ourselves look better. Well, I mean, all I gotta do is tell God. Well, look at so and so; I'm way better than them. So mm-hmm. I'm putting myself up, you know. Well, no, actually, you're not. You're making yourself look worse, right. to God. And so it's like, well, why don't you worry about the things you do wrong and how God actually sees us? So, you know that that thirty thousand foot view of sin that you know we talked about in the very beginning of this podcast. We God looks down; and he sees sin as sin. I agree with that, but I disagree with that a little bit. Um, I think it's, you know, I, I could see it, but I could, but I think it's like looking down at the world and you see continents and you see water and you can kind of tell the difference. I mean, uh, all sin leads to death and God is going to judge sin the same way. It's going to end you up in hell if you're not his. Um, And likewise, <laughs> he is going to judge those who are his. We see this, too, for rewards, whatever the rewards are. I mean, crowns are – you know, they talk about casting the crowns before him and stuff like that. So you ha- you have these different rewards that are talked about. I, I still don't think that that should be our focus. That should never be our focus is rewards because, again, like we talked about last week, it should all be an offering because it's all his anyway. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I, it's, it just
1: – So when it goes back to what I'm hearing you say is there's a difference between – Consequences for our sins and there's, getting, uh, for lack of a better word, how our sin is punished by God. There,
0: there's always going to be a a worldly consequence, mm-hmm. but that that consequence does not translate into the judgment of God. Mm. The judgment of God there there's only one or two ways: saved, not saved. Name in the book of life, name not in the book of life. That's the judgment of God. Now the consequences that happen on here on earth, you know. God talks about he rains on the just and the unjust. Mm-hmm. What about the good Christian person that has done nothing wrong and they get raped or murdered in their sleep or whatever? What do they do to deserve that? Well, nothing. nothing. That's just welcome to sin. Mm-hmm. This is what sin does. And this is why we experience this. This is why we as Christians, we as the human race have had to live through this. This is the consequence of the choice that Adam and Eve made. Mm-hmm. They made the choice to. They wanted to know what it was like to know what evil was. So God goes, "Here you go. Now you get to live in what this is exactly what evil does, mm-hmm. and it's a learning experience for us." So,
1: that's all I got. Yeah, and, and and for me, answering are some sins worse than others. I would say, yeah, some sins are worse than others in terms of what they do to our relationships. Yeah, right here on Earth. Right. Because again, we talked about it. I can talk behind your back. That's going to have consequences and that will have repercussions. The consequences and, are more severe. Right. Rather right. than, you know, going like, you know, stealing your wife and your kids, like completely different ball game. Um, I think it's fair to say, because we have to take those passages that say there are sins that lead into death and there's some that aren't. We don't know what that death is. We also see the fact of, woe to you, because this can be worse than tire and sighted on day or it's going to be worse than you than it was on tire and well, so god does still but but at the end of the day god punishes all sin and the only way we can again not avoid because we talked about this in that one episode about getting saved only to escape hell we don't just you know get saved in order to just not deal with the consequences of our sins it's the fact of god adopts us into his family and now we're his sons and his daughters and co-heirs with christ and because of that you know, once you're in the family, you're in the family, man. Like, you know, th- this is where I'll land my plane is, uh, in about three weeks, I'm actually going to adopt all the girls mm-hmm. and all the Schneider ladies will now be Hyde ladies. That's, I don't know. They'll, they'll, they'll all be hides. And so they're going to save their hide, uh, (laughs) but, but all five of those girls will be my daughters in, in the same sense that uh, Elliot and Evie are my kids. That's a lot of weddings. Yeah, it is. And goodness, we're going to just, I don't don't know what we're going to do. We're going to ship them to the courthouse. I don't know how I'm going to pay for all that, but (laughs) daddy better get himself a good job. Sell the hide bus. (laughs) (laughs) He can be worth much by the time we're done with it. Right. But you know, but I got these five girls who they all were different from different families and Beth brought them into her family. Right. And now I'm bringing them into my family. Is there anything that Ava, Sadie, Nora, Lucy, Mia can do for them to ever not be my child? No. Right. Why? Because they are mine. Right. In the same way that when we're in God's family, we are God's. So can you ever com- Not we are God's, but we are God's children. Yes. Yes. Um, so is there anything that we can do to commit a mortal sin that God won't forgive? No, because it's, it's not us anyways. Right. It's not us. It's the fact of nothing, nothing that we, we, we get changed on the inside by the Holy spirit, but we still wrestle with the flesh. It's the fact that we put on Christ. We don't,
0: the adoption was the, never our choice,
1: right? We were just adopted by God. We were adopted by God, which is, I mean, it's a blessing that we have and we have to wrestle with other repercussions because of that. But at the same token, God brought you into his family. You can't do anything to not be part of it. Right. So are there, is, are some sins worse than others? I would say, yeah, they are, however, not when it comes
0: to salvation. Only when it comes to earthly consequences. Con- when it comes earthly to consequences. Earthly consequences. Right.
1: I, I'd agree. Only when it comes to when it comes to earthly consequences, because there's different levels of consequences. There's for justice systems here. There's, it's That's justice. Just what it and is. one day the Bible says that God will make all things new. And in the Old Testament, He says, "You know, don't don't worry about revenge," because. Revenge is mine. I'll take care of you. And right. that's what a lot of the early Christians did. They didn't go out there and try to uh, like overthrow Rome. Oh, some did, but you know, most didn't. They didn't try to overthrow Rome. They didn't try to seek justice for on behalf of those who were killing them. They sought reconciliation. Right. They sought to be peacemakers because they knew at the end of the day, God's got him. He'll figure it out,
0: and, and then justice and, will be done. And that's what our calling is. Is our calling is to be the peacemakers and the ambassadors and those who and that's forgive, it. We're the ambassadors. Yeah, those who forgive and show love, no matter. How hard it is or what's been done to us, our our calling is to forgive, and that's hard, and we've talked about this. Right, and why? Because God, <laughs> Jesus became sin for us, so right. therefore, because of what he did for us, we need to show that same to others and tell others about it. And we just read how we're going to struggle with that old man. It's going to be a wrestling, and it's not like, okay, well, you know... My it's wife fight, my man. wife cheated on me and left me, and I could just forgive her and like it never happened. It's not that. It's, there's going to be a rush and a struggle because of consequence, because we are not perfected states. We don't have the forgiveness. We are trying to forgive like Christ mm-hmm. because we understand how Christ forgave us, but it doesn't mean we're going to be perfect at it. And It's okay and it's not okay. It, it's a kind of like, okay, you're at where you're at, but you need to continue to grow there. There's a, a quote <laughs> where it's like, it's okay to not be okay. It's just not okay to stay there. Yeah, exactly. Right. you got to be moving forward. We got to continue to be, um, uh, try to try to be as Christ is because if we, if we continue to be the stagnant Christian where we're just going to live in Waller and, and the state that we're in, uh, I always think of it. I, and I'm not, it's, it's like, it's like, you're not on stairs you can't just stop and stay on that step it's like an escalator mm. either you're drawing closer to god or you're drawing further away from god there is no in between and i'm not saying losing salvation or gaining salvation or whatever i'm just saying your closeness like, with like god and keeping in uh, communion with the father Right, Yeah. exactly. So you're going to have to keep climbing them stairs and your legs are tired and it's going to get hard. But if you stop, you go backwards and you get further away from God and you lose connection with them. And again, the best way to keep in
1: step with God, is, again, goes back to the Acts 2.42. They study the apostles' teachings. Right. They broke bed. Uh, broke bed. They broke bread. <laughs> they they dedicate themselves to, to the bet. prayers. But they devote themselves to the fellowship. Right. But what was the key? They did this all together in community. And We talked right. about this a couple episodes ago where, you know, a podcast ain't church. Nope. Like the church community is the church community
0: for a reason. This is like the side dish. This isn't the main meal, but this is the side. This is like the appetizer. We're the cliff bar. <laughs> yeah. We're the cliff bar. No, I think, <laughs> I think we're the mozzarella sticks. Ooh. We're a little greasy, but a little cheesy too. <laughs> I don't even know how we can end an episode better than that. We are like mozzarella sticks. We're mozzarella sticks. A little sticks greasy
1: for you. and a little cheesy, but you love us but anyways. Love us. Oh, goodness.
0: time for. Fun facts Do you do we really even need to do a fun fact after that?
1: <laughs> the fun fact is we are mozzarella sticks. But, dude, we got to end it with a fun fact, dude. to send us out on our way. So, bro, do you got a fun fact for us ripping ready to go? I Actually, do. Do you have a good one or is it a bad one?
0: Uh, it's a decent one. Oh, okay. It's okay. an okay, okay. One. I don't know. I don't know it's, what you're going to say. It's not a funny fact. It's just a fact. Just a fact. Just a fact. Okay. So, did you know a $1 bill doesn't live as long as you'd think? According to the Federal Reserve, each buck lasts about 6.6 years, and there's about 1.79 trillion of U.S. currency in circulation right now. But the dollar only lasts about. I, I would what, what would you have guessed? I would like, have guessed like 30, 40
1: years. Oh, I wouldn't guess that. I mean, I was thinking more like ten, 20, cause it's still paper. Like it's gonna rip us down. Yeah, but tear. like
0: you see some of them old like Confederacy bills and you're like, Well look, this is lasted for like cool. two hundred years. My, my wallet's
1: over there, so I was gonna see what I have because I remember remember like well, I guess that's true. When did they redesign the dollar bill? Were we I don't remember. Were we junior high, elementary, high I school? Don't I don't know, you're an old fart, I, re- so I remember I when they got rid of the two dollar
0: bill. I still got a couple.
1: I them. got a couple of those too. Um But I remember, like, there was recently, I had, like, I was given like, them, like, an old single. And I was like, what is this?
0: This looks like fake money.
1: But so, an average dollar bill only lasts 6.6 years. So, is it kind of like dog years, where, like, you times it by 7, so it's, like, 42?
0: I don't know. (laughs) No. No. (laughs) But it's like, okay, I know it's illegal to destroy U.S. currency, Did you know that? Like to face, like to cut up a $1 bill or to like smash a coin without permission from the Federal Reserve is actually illegal. Yes. That's another little fun fact with Fuller. (laughs) I mean, the only fun fact with that I know is if you tape up a dollar bill, it still counts. It does. But yeah, you cannot like, you're not supposed to draw on currency, burn it, none of that stuff like that is, you're not supposed to. That's that's why they have those little the special pens that show
1: you the ink and then it just fades. Correct. That's really fat. I never knew that. So when you see George Washington with them glasses on, that's illegal.
0: That's a no, no, you're not supposed to do that. Oh goodness. That's a sin. That is a venial sin.
1: <laughs> oh, I think that's probably where we should end this podcast. <laughs> just like always, guys, feel free to reach out to us, Real Talk There's a lot of different categories that you could find about just learning the basics of the faith. There are very specific ones. Um, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Real Talk Christian Podcast, the email, Real Talk Christian Podcast at gmail.com, the phone number. Okay, hold on. 574 You got it, buddy. I love it. And we want to thank our sponsor, Lifeways. LifeWay. Life CSB. You're,
0: if you're looking for a Bible or looking to give a Bible as a gift, check out the CSB. Our favorite is the ancient study phase. That's our Bible. favorite. That's one of our favorites. We both own it. I actually got it because of Mark. That's my he talks devotional so Bible. And it's uh it's a great reading Bible to read and see some of what the ancient church fathers had to say about certain passages. So I love it. Well, I, we got we got one more thing to say though. Until
1: next time, take it easy.